Hi, and welcome to our third episode of Bravely Honest. I'm Megan, and I'm here with Carrie, and we are just really excited to um, have another time to chat and share with all of you what we've been learning. Um, I think we can safely say that we're not we're not always the best example. We're right in that boat with you, Rowan, and trying to figure out the best way to go. Um, but we're just really grateful for all of you guys who have decided to follow us and and join along in our journey. And so, um, hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm yes. good. Today we are talking about, we're continuing our conversation on gratitude. So if you listen to episode two, we kind of yes. jumped into, you know, leading up to the Thanksgiving season, talking about what we're thankful for. Um, and also, you know, taking that back to scripture and just what it means to, you know, lead a grateful and thankful life. Mm-hmm. And we started off a little bit lighter last week by asking um, some Thanksgiving tra- tra- traditions, I think. Yes. I only got a few people who judge me for jelly out of a can. <laughs> But that's right. okay. Don't be a hater. Um, P.S. Since then, though, I've seen all, all these Facebook posts going around of people who love canned cranberry sauce. So it's I just coming out of know, the woodwork. I don't know. I what, am not alone. And I yeah. stand in solidarity with that's all those right. who love it. And the rest of you can judge us. Um, so last week we did talk about, you know, kind of tangible things that we're thankful for and uh, taking that to God and thanking him for those for those things. Um, so before we kind of get into uh, the next part of this, uh, we thought we'd share a couple of just light, tangible things. Obviously, we're, we are thankful for our husbands and our children and our family. We're going to go a little less important <laughs> yeah. than that right now. And just, Carrie, what would you say would be something that you're really thankful for that's tangible and Yeah, so if we're not talking about overall, obviously, friends, family, church, those things. Um, I was telling Megan this morning when I woke up, I'm guilty of not always turning to the Lord the first moment that I wake up and expressing my thanks. And that is something that I'm working on. But I have to tell you, this morning, I woke up and I was laying actually in my daughter's bed. That's where I ended up this morning. But (laughs) I woke up and the very first thing that I thought was that I was so thankful for clean sheets that I have this routine of, you know, every Sunday we usually go to church and then stay home and I just try to get some housework and things done. But every Sunday I wash all of our sheets. Everyone gets clean sheets on Sundays. Um, So this morning when I woke up, I just love waking up with clean sheets. So that was something that was on my heart this morning. Um, I should probably adopt that every Sunday. I just come home and sit on the couch and yeah I mean it's, it's I did cook yesterday and you know I don't like cooking so that is good I did yesterday too Shocker. I made a big pot of soup but um so yeah nothing crazy but <laughs> yeah so back to the sheets you know so I even in thinking about that I'm right I'm thankful that I have mm-hmm. kids to fill my beds in my house mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my husband I'm thankful for a washing machine that allows me to do that I'm thankful for you know, being able to throw a load in and have an hour to get other things done or spend time with my family while that is just doing itself. Mm-hmm. So it is something that might seem simple, but I love crawling into clean sheets. That's very nice. How about you, Megan? What's one thing that jumps in your mind? Uh, I feel like mine is less thoughtful than yours, Carrie. I don't know how many things I can tie it in to be thankful for. Like you had all the, the beds and the washing machine, but um, I love makeup. I'm a makeup girl. You know and, I do too. And uh, honestly, 
what I'm not thankful for is that if I don't wear it, usually people think that my life is tragic. <laughs> like, what is, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I have no don't makeup you on. Love that? People are like, are you okay are you today? tired? No, this is just my no, face. No, I forgot the highlighter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so yes, in a very tangible, real way, I'm thankful for makeup. From a girl that to girl? It helps my very human face look just a little bit more presentable to the world, so... Can I ask you specifically one product that you're thankful for mm. since we're girls and we both like makeup? Yeah, you can. I found this little concealer thing. I actually think it's hard candy. So I found it. I think I got it at Walmart. Mm. I'm ashamed to say, but I did. I found it at Walmart. It's probably toxic, <laughs> filled with chemicals. But that thing covers okay up that. everything. Like, I do love it. It's like my little go-to, and I, you just need a little bit. And, and it goes um, a long way. Yeah, and I started like highlighting under my eyes, like doing that whole thing. I can't remember I what can that tell. is. That wasn't it looks from Walmart. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it takes hours of sleeplessness and turns it into such that, a facade such for everyone else. <laughs> no, I love it, and thank no. you for being honest. Yeah, no problem. I'm always, I'm always up for that. Yeah. Mm. Anything else that you want to share on the makeup part? Or anything. No. I was saying that I, I'm thankful for coffee. And I know that oh, sounds simple. I'm I didn't always start thankful for coffee. Yeah. I didn't start drinking coffee until after I had our third child. Never really? was interested. Yep. Um, no yeah, coffee just until like your third child? Yeah. I don't know why. But anyway. Wow. I'm just thankful for that. Just that first sip that just makes everything mm. right. I don't know. <laughs> it's just I'm thankful for it. I was so good. I always went decaf. You know, when I was pregnant or nursing, but I, but my son, when he was little, he was 17 days old, he needed emergency surgery. So mm -hmm. then he was in the hospital and, yeah. and he, it was, um, he had a bowel obstruction, so he also couldn't feed or anything. Aww. So I was, here's where, why, here's why it's for women. So dudes, if you're listening, plug your ears for a little bit, but I was pumping because I needed to give him, you know, when he was able to eat again, I wanted to have stuff for him. And, um. But we took like a carafe of coffee to the hospital with us oh. for a week straight. And I was like, I love this little dude, but I I'm going to have caffeine because yeah. we would just go spend the entire day back there. So, mm. um, but yeah, that was actually, that's really good reminder that, you know, I'm thankful that that experience while really scary was like a moment where my husband and I just sat, it was a five hour surgery, we sat, prayed together and just, right. um, we're just so thankful that. We have the technology we have today, even and the surgeons and the doctors that are able to do things because he's perfectly fine. Um, right. It was just a long 10 days. But anyways, and I think that kind of feeds back into some of the conversation we had leading up to this is just changing your perspective on things. I mentioned that um, the other day my light came on in my car that I needed service, which I'm sure is just an oil change. But in my mind, I was like oh man, now I have to coordinate with my husband to get that done. And yeah. that means sh shifting car seats, heaven forbid, and things oh, like that. And you know, if I'm you take so a step back. I'm so thankful to be out of car seats. Yeah, but if you change your perspective, like first of all, I have a second car at home that I can use while that one's in the shop. Mm -hmm. I have a husband that always takes care of that stuff for in our family. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll change his schedule to get my car taken care of. And all of those things. So I do, I do think that perspective has a lot. I lot think to so do too. with it. I think so too. Um, but yeah, one thing that kind of was underlying in my thoughts when we were talking about gratefulness was just, um, just the fact that gratitude, I think really improves our relationships. Yes. Um, you know, we talk a lot about just the importance of, 
a strong community when we're working through things in our life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not only do we kind of rely on those people to hopefully steer us back um, to just giving thanks and being thankful, whether we're on the ups or downs of life. um, But it just really struck me as far as relationships goes and just being even thankful in our relationships and in our communities when we're looking for the good that everyone brings to the table. Mm hmm. It really changes relationships. Mm. You know, it's so easy in a friendship or in your marriage or whatever it may be to get stuck on what's not right about it and how we need to fix it. And um, honestly, even judgment comes into that, right? Sometimes it's so easy. Well, if you only did this and 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 that really can be a detriment. Um, So I, I was thinking a lot about if we could just pause and realize again that we're all created with imperfections mm-hmm. and we can't change that we can work <laughs> on bettering ourselves right but we are who we are and if we can just right. embrace the fact that we are all imperfect with flaws mm-hmm. um i think that really helps again my perspective like looking at each person in my life and what they bring to the table and not how they might have hurt me or how mm. they might have used a tone that i didn't like or mm-hmm. They didn't put away their shoes, heaven forbid, (laughs) or whatever it may be, small or large. I really think that gratitude helps relationships. It does. It does. And, you know, we talked last week about, (coughs) you know, those tangible things being thankful and that this week um, when we were talking about what to do for this week and week two of, of gratitude, really talked about focusing on the attributes. You know, we decided Mm -hmm. let's just think of who God is and, why we can be thankful for him even, you know, in the midst of times when it's hard to find things to be thankful for or things just feel really trite or not sincere. And um, I I quoted Jen Wilkin in my first, in our first episode, and uh, she wrote a book called None Like Him, uh, 10 Ways God is Different from Us. And I found myself last week, you know, I was, I knew we were going to be talking about kind of who God is and his attributes. And so I felt like I I tried to be really intentional just every morning when I woke up, when I was, you know, getting ready, just thank you, God, that you're everywhere and you know all things and, um, you know, you can fix all things. Like you just, you're everywhere. And and those common things came up to me. Mm -hmm. But as I was really preparing for today and kind of digging deeper in, one of the attributes that stuck out to me was she says, God is immutable, meaning that he is the God of infinite sameness. Mm. And as you were talking about people, um, you know, and how they can kind of let you, let you down with some things. Oh, here we go. I want to quote from her. Um, oh, she made talks. it into every episode. I think we should just have her on. Oh my gosh. Time. It would be my dream come true. Um, she she says when we apply the terms always or never to mm-hmm. other people, which I think is so easy to do. Oh, I mean, think of I your family. Like, you never you never mm-hmm. pick this up, or you're you know you're always doing this, or you Absolutely. know even we, even when things are good, and you're like, well, you always take the trash down. Why why wouldn't you do that? Or a friend, like, oh, you always or do we even this. say that about our, like I'm always here for you. What about you to me? You know, right? Like we exactly. Even use yeah. It in that way. Yeah. Or you would never, you know, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, she says when we apply the terms always or never to other people, 
we speak in untruth. Mm. So I was like, well, this has to make it onto Bravely Honest. Yeah. Um, we speak in untruth. Human beings don't always or never anything. We just aren't that consistent. We frequently, we fairly, regularly, we often or habitually, but we do not always or never. And as I was thinking of that, like God is always the same. I mean, it says in Hebrews uh, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. And honestly, even as I think of, I, I always say like, oh, I like change. I, you know, I, I don't mind. I like, I like change in my home, like as in rearranging. Right. But if I think about it at the core, I still like my stuff and my home. Right. So even though I'm adding or deleting things or rearranging or, you know, I'll say like, I still, I like to change my hair, you know, but Your I still have hair and I still have makeup. Like, I think humans, it's a hard thing to accept change. Mm-hmm. Um, even in aging, like I, I, I'm struggling with that now. Carrie's still in her 30s. When you hit your 40s, it's like a, Not for it's long. like a game changer. Things just like our drew, like gravity is now playing a real role <laughs> in my life. <laughs> like a real role. I want, I want like a facelift in a bottle, but um. Well, working it, here, I'm sorry. So it's that's just probably <laughs> <laughs> not in the budget. Yeah. Um, I would feel bad doing that too. I mean, for my kids and my family <laughs> for the money, but I'd totally do it if I won the lottery, which I won't play. But in James 1.17, it says every good and perfect gift comes from the father who created all. He is always the same. Never makes dark shadows by changing. And I think that's really what life throws us is those shadows that we didn't expect to come. Right. Um, so I just, I found great comfort in trying to realize that and understand it, um, that God is who he says he is. So despite my circumstances, that is, that is the one truth in all of it, that God is the rock that I stand on and he is not going to change in those circumstances. The other thing that stuck out to me was that God is immeasurable. And I like that one. I, I li- yeah, I like to measure things. I mean, th- think of all that entails as human beings. I mean, we, first of all, we, we are the product of a measured amount of time. God right. has given us a day to be born and we have a day to die. So our life, our days are measured. In comparison to what eternity will be. I mean, he has promised us also immeasurable days with him. Although right. we, we obviously had a start date. But um, it, I find myself measuring, you know, success, measuring uh, my worth, measuring how people view me, uh, time. Like, mm-hmm. I love time. Mm-hmm. I love time. Anyone who knows me knows that, like, I will plan things to the minute. Um, and just how God is, he, he defies those limits. We don't have to have to think about them. Um, she says when I, she, <clears throat> Jen Wilkin writes in this book too, when I reach the limit of my strength, I worship the one whose strength never flags. Mm. When I reach the limit of my reason, I worship the one whose reason is beyond searching out. And there are so many things that I do not have the strength to conquer right. and I do not have the capacity to reason. Right. That's so true. I think we're both, I mean, human nature obviously is wired this way, but I think you and I are very 
type A. Like I have lists for everything in mm-hmm. my calendar. It's you know, there's constantly lists and reminders. And when I can check something off, it brings me like a sense of self-worth, which Mm -hmm. is completely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. In fact, the other day I was having coffee with a friend and um, she was kind of working through some of the Enneagram stuff. And she mentioned, you know, I've always valued myself um, by comparing myself to others. And so a lot of times I actually don't feel all that great, right? With social media and all Mm -hmm. these things that kind of force us into the state of comparison, whether we try to avoid it or not. Um, and I think she said she's so used to seeing type A people as better than because mm-hmm. they're working off of a list. You know, mm-hmm. they, they like things tidy. They have a structure and, you know, they're constantly just working toward seeing that end product. And then she said over the years, she's really kind of embraced her type B personality where she's the kind of person that will just let someone come into her home and have a cup of coffee and not worry about all of these things. And it even changed my perspective of, you know, I'm so, I thrive so much on routine and getting things done. And that's kind of how I measure success when in reality, you know, if, if you're canceling with a friend that might want to share something that there is really heavy on their heart, just because you're worried about how your house looks or, and not that one is right or wrong, but it did, it kind Mm -hmm. of changed my perspective on, you know, we're so focused on, like you said, measuring success or measuring all these things for what? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, there's a larger plan Mm -hmm. that we have no idea what it looks like. So we're, you know, running the rat race, trying to figure all of this stuff out. When if we can just, again, find rest Mm -hmm. and know that it is already figured out. So I think, I think too, just, you know, in changing your perspective to focus on the gratitude part of it Mm -hmm. and be thankful that someone already has this figured out and that is God. He has everything figured out. He knows your plan. Mm -hmm. He can take all your fear, all of your anxiety, all of that out of the picture. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I'm just even thinking the gratefulness that he created us all so differently Mm -hmm. Um, because you need that balance. You need, we need all types of personalities Absolutely, um, because everyone has different strengths and God knew like God knew that we would need that God knew that we would need this community of people who are different from us and the same you know and and alike I mean he right. knew all of that and designed all of that um, right. for our for our good and his glory which he works all things in right um, so yeah I think it's in those things that we really do have to be grateful yeah and again taking it back to the relationship standpoint I'm I mean I I'm guilty of this often um but why would they think that? Or why would they act this way? And, mm-hmm. you know, even in simple situations and relationships or whatever, if you can just look at the other side and think they might not have the same information that mm-hmm. you have, or mm-hmm. they might not be wired the same way that you are, but just to pause and think they're reacting or they're speaking out of whatever knowledge they have right now. So it might be different than yours. Um, but again, like shifting gears and focusing on their attributes same Mm -hmm. as we focus on God's attributes looking at our our Christian community or our our community of friends and Mm -hmm. really realizing that we're all so different and there is again that that is part of the plan there is a reason for that and Mm -hmm. if we can I don't know look at imperfect people as a blessing because they bring things to the table that we don't have and again that's all part of the plan right um she talks about like why the honeymoon never lasts. Mm-hmm. And it it's true in all things, not just marriage. It, right. It's true in everything is that um, it, there is a measured amount of time when things are going to seem rosy. And then how do you react when things aren't rosy mm-hmm. anymore? Mm-hmm. 
that's where I think we really have to place our trust in, in God in those moments because right. he's the only one that's going to get us through those. And there's, you know. Right, right. I listened to a podcast the other day. I can't remember who it was, but it was um, falling crazy in love with the love that drives you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a lot. I mean, it was about marriage and, mm-hmm. and again, kind of living in that honeymoon phase and what happens when things aren't good. And But I was thinking about even just in my relationship with God, when I step away from being grateful and thankful, mm-hmm. like what does that do to me? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it harms you. And, you know, I uh, mentioned to you that kind of in, in kind of researching this topic and looking more into it, there's so much research out there that really points back to our overall emotional mm-hmm. and physical health mm-hmm. when you are living with a grateful heart. Um, there are studies that say, uh, gratitude opens the door to more relationships, more healthy relationships. Um, again, by just kind of shifting your mind into thinking um, to see the good in people, um, it improves your physical health. Mm-hmm. Studies show that you sh- um, experience fewer aches and pains. It improves your psychological health. Um, and again, if you're shifting from negative to positive thinking, clearly, right. you know, that makes sense. Um, it decreases depression and anxiety. Um, again, and back, you know, back to the uh, relationship aspect of it. When you wrestle through fear and anxiety mm-hmm. and all of these things on your own, mm-hmm. of course that's going to be damaging to you. But when you have a community of people that kind of direct you back, mm-hmm. that is going to be helpful. Um, it enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Hopefully we're not getting too aggressive <laughs> over here, but um, it helps you sleep better. Um, I've been doing like a gratitude journal mm-hmm. off and on and focusing gratitude at the end of the day has done wonders Mm -hmm. to help me sleep better. Um, It improves self-esteem and it increases mental strength. So it prepares you for when life isn't rosy, how to work through those things. Um, So what I love in all that is, you know, focusing on these intangible things that we have to give thanks for. How, how amazing is it that it has all these benefits as well? Like you think, that you're just praising God, you Mm -hmm. know, for these things Mm -hmm. that you can't see and you can't touch. And, and that can seem really, uh, you know, probably foreign for someone who is new in their journey of discovering who God is, or, I mean, to be honest, it's hard to do on a regular basis, even as a long-term follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, to set our eyes on things unseen is, is difficult to do. And yet we allow our mind to do that all the time when we wrestle with fear and doubt and, discouragement and yeah it's our thoughts that yeah our thoughts that are destroying us Mm -hmm. really um and eating us up and causing us not to sleep and yet god is saying listen if you can give me thanks and all of those things Mm -hmm. i wish you all could see my hands right now because they're going if you could see like on one side you're yes you're battling all these things in your mind that you can't see but why don't you just focus on thanking me uh, for all the things that i am that you can't see um However, I do think that he'll reveal to us, you know, in a way in which we can understand once we start doing that. Um, I just think that's amazing that God's like, even though you're praising me and because I'm a God worthy to be praised, I'm going to benefit you in that. Absolutely. I'm going to help you. Right. I'm going to help you live a better life because you're doing that. Right. And you think about all the times, you know, that you struggle. Like I'm the kind of person that when I'm going through something, I tend to just want to be by myself Mm -hmm. and then I'm alone in my thoughts. And then it's this weird cycle, you know, that you're just, Mm -hmm. it's easy to spiral downward. And that's just such a selfish way to be. 
yeah um doesn't doesn't really help with anything no absolutely (laughs) not and it makes it about me instead of him right um so yeah we're talking a little bit about when you know life throws you a curveball or you're really in Mm -hmm. you know even months or years of just strife and struggling Mm -hmm. um you know it's easy to give thanks for all the little things that we have on a day-to-day basis but you know one thing I think is so important when you're in the depths of despair Mm-hmm. Again, if nothing else, if you can't think of anything to be grateful for or thankful for, focusing on God's attributes, which is, you know, what we're talking about. But I'm doing a study right now called Free of Me by Sharon Miller. Um, and it it basically is, it covers, uh, you know, an, a wide array of topics, but taking the shift away from myself mm-hmm. to God. So this um, chapter in particular is on praise and it says why loving God sets us free and it talks a lot about those fears and doubts and anxiety that we carry and you know in in kind of consuming yourself with all of that that really is not from God Um, and she lists out some of the attributes that I think if if nothing else if you can just repeat those attributes Mm -hmm. and realize that everything we're feeling or struggling with God is without all of that Mm mm-hmm and the fact that he created us and already knows what's ahead for us is huge. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to read some of them. Of so course. if you are in a low point and you have nothing else to feel thankful yeah. or grateful for, just think through this a second. The Lord is wise. He is faithful. He is holy. He is gracious and compassionate. He is merciful. He is just. He is slow to anger and abounding in love. He is our strong tower. He is our rock. He is our refuge. He is great in power. He is a savior. He is a redeemer. He is a fortress and a hiding place. He is good. He is patient. He is kind. Mm. And clearly there is so much more than that. But even for me, like a small example is he is just like Mm. in my mind and my personality and my Enneagram one tendencies Mm-hmm. I want everything to be right. So even in small instances, I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like, why don't they care? That's just not right. That's how you, you know, you shouldn't live like that. And mm-hmm. he's just, if you don't know what the Enneagram is. We will link it on our, Oh, I'm sure we'll, we'll on our pages. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll include that at the end, but, um, but it's just a powerful way. Absolutely. Like, like we were talking about, you said he's immeasurable. You know, we try to measure all of these things, what's right from wrong or this or that. We don't need to do that, nope. Megan. <laughs> we don't need to do it. We don't, Carrie. And yet we still do it. I like know. Every third day. <laughs> third day. Every girl. third hour of <laughs> every day. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I start out so well sometimes. And then, yeah. It, I mean, it's just such a, I think when you focus on the attributes, the benefit to you is, um, is I love that the book's called Free of Me. I mean, is the freedom to know that it's not your problem to solve. Right, right. You know, and I think as humans, like, we just, we want to fix everything. Um, I think that stems back from the fall, like, right? As soon as the world was created, Adam and Eve immediately were looking for more. They weren't satisfied. They were looking for more answers, For you know, and I feel like that just... It just echoes all of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's human nature. And, you know, if we can just pause and embrace 
mm-hmm. the here and now, mm-hmm. which isn't easy. Yeah. Not that God can't use us to help people. Right. Um, so I don't want it to be misconstrued that way. But I, but I think if our focus is on God, that then he's going to be the one to lead us to say, like, hey, you can be a part in fixing this. Right. Um, but if we're not called to be a part of it, then we're totally inserting ourselves into what, what God wants to do. Like right. we're trying to thwart whatever plan he's laying out there. Um, That's a good point. Do you want to break down and share our God's honest truth for? Yeah, I think this would be a good time for that. Um, Sorry, I'm actually backing up here. Um, No, that's okay. Just talking to, you know, as we're, as we're, trying to uh, overcome she she's she titles it toppling the myth of human sovereignty you know and as we were talking about that I I was kind of looking down at the book and thinking yeah like when we reach for control we announce our belief that we rather than an all-knowing all-seeing all-powerful infinitely good God Mm -hmm. should govern the universe and that's really who we're I mean I I was gonna say compete with and I was like Megan it's no competition (laughs) I I mean but the fact that we would even go there to the fact that that we like speck of dust is like, yeah. Hey God, I'll handle it. Right. I mean, why would we, why right. would we do that? Right. Um, and yet it's, it's so be- easy to do. It's because we're human. Right. I mean, if you right. think that you were born a perfect person, I guess I'll honestly tell you today. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> that you're not like, <laughs> and you're not better than the next person. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and God gives us so many examples of that. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, uh, King David is one of them, and he had many, many faults. Um, I'd encourage you to, you know, dive into the Bible yourself mm-hmm. and read those. But the God's honest truth today comes from First Chronicles 29, verses 11 and 12. And it says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And if we can just keep that in our the forefront of our minds, like it is in his hand to make great. Right. And it is in his hand to give strength to us. Right. And he rules over all. Mm-hmm. The good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break um, next week for Thanksgiving. Uh, we hope that all of you are able to slow down and just be thankful for no matter where you are, what you're doing, um, just to pause and give thanks um, for our creator. Um, and we hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah. We will be back, what, the first week of December? Yes, I believe it's December 5th. Okay. Um, so and we, I'm sorry for any confusion because I know uh, originally we said every other week, but then we put out episode two the next week. And that was because we realized that this episode would have fallen on Thanksgiving. And right. um, well, we'd love to think that you would like rush <laughs> to our podcast to <laughs> on Thanksgiving day. <laughs> uh, we were honest with ourselves yes, and, and that, that that was probably, probably, probably yes. not going to happen. And so um, we should be back on the every other week schedule. So we'll be back on December 5th. Right. And in the um, meantime, we will be posting some things on social media, um, Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to chime in with any thoughts. Um, yeah. On Facebook, we're bravely honest. Yes. On Instagram, we're bravely underscore honest. Yes. We would love to hear from you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, send us a note what you're thankful for. 
um, maybe what you'd like to hear in the future moving forward. We'd love to hear your ideas and, and get to know all of you. Um, but until mm-hmm. then, be strong, be brave, be fearless. <laughs>